Hello and welcome back everybody to episode 2 of The Ethical Man Whore. I am your favorite man whore. Yes, everyone's favorite man whore. Ethically. Your host, Jeremy. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about what makes polyamory difficult. Why is it difficult? Uh, I'd like to say that eventually it does get easier. And it does. But there are still times where it's like, ah... This is a little difficult. This is hard for me to grasp. This is hard for me to deal with, especially because we are so hardwired for monogamy and then throwing polyamory into the loop makes it a little bit more uh, difficult to wrap our brains around until we're deep into all of that. So uh, what I'd like to start with is a recap of last week. Uh, last week we just talked about, you know, all the, you know, introductions of myself. What, what helped me become polyamorous? What, how did I realize it? And things of that nature. And the, the partners that I've had, partners that I have, things of that sort. And there's a lot of information in that first episode that I think everybody will like. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen. Um, not that these need to be in kind of any sort of order, but there's a lot of great information in there. Uh, so today we are going to start with one of my listeners mentioned to me, uh, wanted to know how did I move from a monogamous mindset to a polyamorous mindset mindset and what helped. So what helped me mostly was, uh, well, open and honest communication. And it sounds like a cliche, but the thing that helped most was me and my wife, we talked about, well, it was her idea first. She, She had feelings for her best friend. And wanted to talk to me about it. And I don't like arguing about anything. So the best that I'd like to do is just sit down and talk. The best way that I can without involving, you know, personal things. Like, what, what how do you feel? Alright, well, this made me feel this way. And how can we go from there? So that's how it started. And... To be fair, I was totally against it at first, but the more I learned on my own and the way that I learned on my own was, you know, other podcasts about polyamory, you know, looking up information on my own, uh, meeting people who were polyamorous and asking them questions. Um, there's a lot of people on Instagram and Twitter that you could just... You know, send them a message of some sort and just be like, hey, I've got some questions. I hope that you can, you know, give me your point of view, things of that nature. And my inbox is always open, of course. So if anybody ever has questions for me, I'll do my best to answer them to, to the best of my abilities. But for me, it was 
open and honest communication and then realizing when I was ready to make that move to start a relationship with someone who wasn't my wife. And when that first started, it was difficult because it felt like I was doing something wrong. But because of monogamy brain, we are told that anything outside of your one-on-one relationship is wrong or shouldn't be done or it's morally wrong when there's nothing there's nothing wrong with loving more than one person and being able to express that love for other people and so that it just took that part that one part the knowing that I have feelings for other people or loving other people and it being okay for me to go and pursue that. That part is what took me a long time to get used to. But it's usually the first time around is what makes it hard. But after that first time, it gets easier and easier. At least it did for me. But What also helped was talking about every date that we had, every overnight visit that we had, just randomly talking in the living room together. And this is me and my wife doing all this talking, but just randomly talking about, you know, well, how do you feel about this whole journey so far and how do I feel about this whole journey? What do you think polyamory is for you versus how it is for me? And how do we want to go forward together as a polyamorous married couple? So it's a lot of communication, a lot of talking. And once you go into the communication and talking with your anchor partner, or your nesting partner, or whoever, however you want to label it. Once you go into that, you need to understand that you're both looking to have relationships together or outside of yourselves, and you 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 want to be able to talk about these things without getting angry with the other person, or saying that you're only doing this because you don't want to be with me when that's not what polyamory is about. And that, that also is what took me some time to, to deal with because it, for me at first it felt like it was, I want to be with you, but I want to be with these people more, or it feels like I'm choosing so-and-so over you and it just like that's where the monogamy brain comes in is is your monogamous life from before is telling you that oh your partner is choosing someone over you you should only be with this person together forever and always blah 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 monogamy whereas polyamory i can anyone can be with your partner but also go be with this partner 
or just have a friends with benefits on the side. Whatever. It just, you know, everybody's a little bit of a slut. I I mean, the whole show here is called The Ethical Man Whore. I didn't say that just because I thought it was clever. Um, no, I don't get paid for my services. Uh, that sounds bad when I say it out loud. But when when you're when you feel free that you could look at your spouse and say, "Hey babe, I'm going to go have dinner with whoever on Thursday." Is that cool? Just to, you know, make sure everybody's schedule is on board. And they, you know, say, yeah, that's fine. Um, we'll talk about it when you get back from your date. And and to talk about it doesn't mean to say something like, oh, you abandoned me for your fuck buddy or whatever. It's to talk about how the date went. Talk about how each person felt on while you were on the date. So the person who was at home. And the person who was on the date say that both of these people need to say what they honestly, truly felt during that time apart while your partner was with a new potential partner or their current partner or whatever. Feelings will probably get hurt. That's part of life. Everybody hurts everybody's feelings. I hurt my own feelings all the time because I'm an overthinker. And it happens, but you've got to be able to communicate and talk and talk, talk, talk. So what was one of the things that was a a trouble for me, as I said before, was feeling like I was being, you know, left to the side or put on the back burner or uh, getting ready to be left or whatever. And all of that is my own insecurities, uh, past relationship traumas telling me that I'm not good enough, but on the surface level, I was telling myself that, you know, my wife doesn't think I'm good enough or I must be doing something wrong if she wants to go be with this person and this person, this person. And that was monogamy brain telling me that I am not good enough and trauma, past traumas telling me that I'm not good enough. When in reality, it was, it's just that she loves all of these people in her life and she wants to go and spend time with everybody as much as she can because she's got a lot of love to give. If you're polyamorous, it just means you have a lot of love to give and you want to share it with as many people as you can, but also want to be, you know, protected and guarded to a certain extent, not to, to, not to the point where you're, you know, kind of weird about how, who and who talks to you and how they talk to you and, you know, overanalyzing things people say, that's not what I mean, but you want to be able to share your love with other people, but you don't want to give it away so freely that you end up hurt every day of the week. That's the best way that I can, can, excuse me, tongue tied. That's the best way that I can describe it is to just do that, do it that way. 
so a lot of them, a lot of my feelings in the beginning were insecure, uh, not feeling like I was enough. And I'm sure a lot of people feel this way and they're starting to nod their head like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was dealing with, too. That's that's what makes it hard for me. But like you've got to realize that. It's a cliche statement to say, but it's not always about you. It's not. It's not always about you. It's not always about me. I tell myself all the time, that even, you know, if there's polyamory aside, if, if she's upset about something and not talking to me, it's not because of something I did or said. She just needs some space. And that goes for any anybody in my life who who's, you know, aggravated or irritated. And I feel like it's because of something I did. It's not about me. And it's not about you. It's about how they feel with situations at any given time. And they're trying to understand what those feelings are and trying to express those things correctly. And it's not necessarily about you or them. It could just be a situation and you just need to be able to give them the space to you know, organize their thoughts and go from there. So insecurities is a big, big issue in the beginning Usually that kind of follows, but you've got to be able to work past those insecurities to say, hey, that's that's not how I feel. I know that's not true. Let's just talk this out because, you know, I feel this kind of way. I'll give you a good example. Uh, one of the first times that my wife went on a date with one of her current partners, and this he this was back when he was a potential. Uh it just felt like she was gone all the time, all the time, just leaving as much as she could. And so I said, hey, can we talk? I just need to, you know, I just need to talk a little bit. Um, sorry if you hear noises. I, like I said, I have ADHD, so I am moving all over the place, touching things, and I, I, I can't help it. So back to the story. So I told her, you know, after, like, it was like a Tuesday or something. It was just some random day. And I said, I feel like, and this is just an insecurity of mine. I feel like you're, you know, leaving me to the side all the time, just going somewhere else with anyone else and just forgetting about me and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't want to say blah, blah, blah. You guys need details. So I always felt like I was being forgotten about or that my feelings weren't taken into consideration about anything or anything about anything or dealing with whoever so I just felt like I was being ignored and I needed to make those feelings known so I sat her down and I told her all of those feelings and it was like I, I don't know that it's true but I know that it's not true and I just need clarification. And it's a conversation like that that starts. And it, it's a way to be able to communicate in that way that nobody gets their feelings hurt. But you need to let the other person know that you're, what your feelings are. And that it needs to be addressed. So we sat down together. We talked about it. And she said that that's not the case. That she doesn't feel like you know she's ignoring me or you know, leaving me to the side or whatever. It's, 
this relationship is growing and blossoming and she wants to give it as much attention as she has given our relationship. And I didn't see it that way before all this discussion. Because like I said, insecurities, my insecurities told me that I wasn't good enough. And so that's what I I was trying to get my point across to tell her that. And so she was telling me that, you know, that's not the case. What's happening is I'm falling for this person and I want to be able to see them as much as I can because the the drive or the distance between the two people, her and her partner, partners technically now, is like an hour, maybe two hours, almost two hours. And the opportunity to go and visit with them or even meet halfway doesn't come up very often because we are always on the go. We are always doing something if we're not at the house. So, and I just didn't think of that. I was always thinking of me. Everything was about me. And it was a selfish thing to think, selfish thing to do. And I understood that. But I just couldn't wrap my head around it until we had that conversation. And there were plenty of these kinds of conversations. And it, it helped a good bit. Uh, I don't want to say a good bit. It helped a lot knowing that what I was thinking or what I was feeling was valid. Whatever you feel is always valid. But it also wasn't true. Because there was never a time where she felt like she wanted to get away from me, wanted to be with someone else more so than me. It was never that. It was just that all of these relationships are so new that she wants to give it, you know, the, the the attention that it deserves if she wants to take this relationship serious. And so I just you know, would apply these things to my own relationships and go from there. And so that is one little anecdote that would help us. Um, so, like I said, in the beginning, I was totally against it and I felt wrong for it because of monogamy brain, but working through monogamy brain is part of overcoming and being better at polyamory. Not that it's a game, not that it's, you know, a competition, but you want to be able to give your partner the freedom to feel and be with whoever they choose and you also want to be given the same opportunity and it just it all comes back to communication open honest communication saying how you feel explaining how you feel with the best the best way that you can i have a hard time expressing myself because I, you know, the way I grew up, I didn't have that kind of an outlet to say, hey, mom, dad, this is how I feel. Uh, I don't know how to go from here. It was, growing up, it was mostly, I don't know what you're upset about. You have a roof over your head, that type of thing. So it was mostly just suck it up and go on about your business. 
so that was what made it a little difficult um, in the beginning because I just I just didn't know how to express myself and I feel like honestly polyamory has helped me learn how to express myself in a better way than I have ever been able to because now I'm able to know and understand my feelings and express my feelings with the correct way or with the correct words in the correct way so that, you know, I don't hurt someone's feelings or I don't hurt anybody else's feelings. Um, And so that's what made it so hard for myself is my insecurities. And that's a, a little bit of what made it difficult for my wife, um, hopefully within the next episode or two, she'll be on to talk about, you know, what made it difficult for herself and a number of other topics. We'll do like an interview style type of, uh, episode when she's on, but I'm sure what she will say is the same thing is she had to work through her own insecurities to deal with uh, the beginning of polyamory. So another good example is when I finally did find a partner, uh, she felt like it might have been moving a little faster than she had expected because initially I was so against it. But it that first initial relationship was mostly about the sex. It was the friends with benefits relationship and that's what my first experience was and so I for her it was not really knowing how to react with knowing that I'm gonna have sex with someone else for the first time outside of our marriage so it was a little hard for her to grasp and so that was you know insecurities and jealousy for her to deal with and so that was when we, I'm pretty sure at that moment is when we decided kitchen table polyamory is what helps us the best because we like to know our partners, well, we like to know each other's partners and be able to have a friendship with them in order to feel comfortable with how each one of us is operating our life polyamory with them none of that made any sense I'm realizing we wanted kitchen table polyamory to be able to know each other's partners and grow a friendship relationship with those partners so that we ourselves were more comfortable with the rest of the way that this would go for us So that's what helped us a lot. And so that's mostly what's going to happen in the beginning. A lot of people will probably, you know, start out in the beginning and it'll be just, it'll just work out maybe, but it's, it's just difficult there's always difficulties. There's still difficulties occasionally for us. And for other people who are polyamorous that we know that have been polyamorous for three, five, six, seven years. And 
So that's just, it's, and when we ask them a question about it, it, they almost always are talking about something that sounds like an insecurity of their own and they're projecting it onto that situation. So it's, a lot of it is just open, honest communication. And that, to me, is what makes it difficult. So I wanted to talk about something else also. What I've noticed in a lot of Facebook groups and a lot of you know articles, people talking about polyamory. They oftentimes will call it polygamy. And I don't know about anyone else, but it kind of irritates me to a certain extent. So the difference is and polyamory like i said you are you as one person are in two or more romantic relationships with other people ethically and with polygamy that deals with marriage specifically that's one person marrying multiple people at the same time. So think uh think Sister Wives, that show Sister Wives, which was really fucking weird. Not not trying to, you know, shame anybody for being polygamist. I just don't see how that would work. I don't know. That I maybe it's just something I need to wrap my brain around. But for me, it's just, that's an, an annoying thing to, to label the two the same, even though they're not the same. That's, and I'm, I'm pretty sure polygamy is illegal. I don't know for sure. I'm, I didn't look it up. I just got off work like an hour ago. I don't know. I don't know things. I'm not, I'm not that smart. I just know that the two are not the same. And if you're polygamous, that's cool. That's, you know, that's your decision. But don't think that it's the same thing as polyamory because you're legally marrying more than one person. Marriage is, to me, is is tax purpose for people to, you know, it. it's just, it doesn't make any sense for me. It, long time ago, marriage was like the ultimate goal. Because that came down to monogamy brain. But now I'm just kind of like. But if I love this person a lot. I can love this other person just as much. I'm not a hierarchical. Polyamorous type of person. I don't believe in. I love this person more so than this person. Or a certain level of love for each person that just doesn't make any sense to me but i mean if it is for you that's cool totally up to you but for me i just don't understand wanting to be married to multiple people i don't understand wanting to be married more than once because that just seems like a lot to have to deal with i'm cool with getting married this one time that's just for me. I don't want to do this again. I don't I don't think I could marry someone else. Just because I don't want to. But it's totally okay. So to recap, polygamy, polyamory, not the same. 
polygamy, aka sister wives. That's what that is. Polyamory. Top tier. Chef's kiss. Good shit. Now, back to the topic at hand. Uh, things being difficult in polyamory. We talked about the insecurities. So, what's deeper than just the insecurities that makes it difficult? And that would be trying to switch from a monogamous mindset, a monogamous brain, to the polyamorous mindset. So, if you're new to polyamory, you're going to tell yourself, oh man, that sounds great. It seems like I can just have sex with whoever I want and it'll be okay. People can confuse the two. Like it, It's not always about sex. Polyamory is... <sighs> polyamory is sharing love with someone and then sharing that same love with that other person. It's it's a village of people. You, you, you're sharing your love with all these people and you're expressing that love in whatever way fits for each relationship. Not just having multiple sex partners and then claiming that you're polyamorous, which is not the case. So when you're monogamist, monogamous, not monogamist. Ugh, can't pronounce things. ADHD brain. Don't let me digress again. So, when you are monogamous, you are committed to one person at a time. Supposed to commit to one person at a time. A lot of people will cheat. I understand that. I used to be one of those people in college. I was uh, not the ethical man whore, but I was still a man whore. And those were the days. But, again, getting off topic. So, in monogamy, in your relationship, your monogamous relationships, you are focused on this one person. If you have feelings for someone else, it's wrong. You shouldn't be thinking of anyone else but your significant other. And... Once you learn about polyamory and learn that it's okay to have those feelings about your significant other, but also Tom, Dick, Sally down the street, then that's okay because, you know, you can have your current partner and then have those other three as your partners as well. And it makes it okay. But that whole time when you're trying to reach out into the polyamorous world and enjoy that NRE in your polyamorous relationships and the polyamorous universe, old Mr. Monogamy Brain in the back there is tapping you on the shoulder and saying, hey, that's not okay. What about, what about your partner's feelings back home? You know, they're probably upset that you're out here Doing God knows what with this person. When in reality, if your current partner is like, hell yeah, let's fucking be polyamorous because that sounds amazing. They're probably at the house excited for you to come home to talk about everything. Again, 
talking. It helps. When you go on a date, you come home, and you're talking. Hey, how'd the date go? Oh, I think it went great. I think she or he is really into me. Oh, yeah? Tell me more. It's called support. Support. So, that's where that... that's Monogamy brain is always going to be there. Tapping you on the shoulder and telling you that you're wrong. But... There's nothing wrong with being polyamorous. There's nothing wrong with enjoying being with someone else who's not your nesting partner or anchor partner or or main partner or whatever it is that you want to call it. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. So with that said, I hope that answers a little bit of what makes polyamory difficult. Um, I'm going to add my Twitter into the show notes to uh, allow people to send me direct messages or, uh, you know, as the kids say, slide in my DMs. And uh, I'm only 30. I should stop saying that. It makes me sound like I'm ancient. But it's funny. So the kids are going to slide in the DMs. You kids. You guys. You peoples. And I'm also... I'm aiming for like every couple of weeks to try to push out an episode. Maybe every two weeks. We'll try to get an episode out for you guys to enjoy. Um, Still waiting to be able to get a real recording microphone your boy is broke so if you want to help donate anything that's cool Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to you can make donations you can give me reviews five-star reviews on spotify anchor wherever you find this podcast Um, again dms are open send me a facebook message ask questions Make comments, concerns, things of that nature. Um, Oh, uh, one sponsor is Wonderlust Studios. This is my first sponsor. And Wonderlust Studios is owned and operated by the wonderful, amazing uh, wife. Her name is Amanda Williams. She is an amazing artist. And she's been gracious enough to give me a place to record when I need to record in her studio and I'm also going to put her Instagram into the show notes that that way you can guys see her artwork Uh, she does do commission based you know art projects if that's something that you guys are interested in so just give her some time to get all that up and running Um, She's amazing. I'm looking at her art right now. It's fantastic. Uh, So you guys aren't going to miss out on that. So like I said, I'm going to put all that stuff in the uh, show notes. Uh, Like I said, the DMs are open. Send me all kinds of stuff. Questions, comments, concerns. I'm always, always open to memes because that shit's funny. Especially polyamory memes. Love that shit. So until then, see you guys next time on episode three. 
looking forward to that recording. That's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for taking the time to share this with your friends. And always have fun out there. Be safe in an ethical way. Again, your ethical man whore host, Jeremy, signing off for the day. Love you guys. Be awesome.